Hi, this is Dr. Randy Bach. Today is November 16, 2022, and I'm here with you uh, <laughs> a coronavirus conversation. Um, you might think the coronavirus con, uh, you know, coronavirus has, has left the scene a little bit, but not quite. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to uh, talk on what is essentially the uh, Omicroniversary, uh, my own word. Um, about a year ago, Omicron came onto the uh, scene, as it were, and uh, it's uh, been an interesting flight. Uh, I don't think there was much there, there, as uh, Gertrude Stein once said about Oakland, I think it was. Um, and, you know, it's been kept uh, kind of as a placeholder for something bad that might happen and something bad for which uh, your public health uh, superiors would need to uh, intervene. Um, and uh, so, you know, just I'm going to try to make this uh, session short. Uh, some people have wanted me to give the five-minute version of everything, so I don't think I can't promise that. But I'm going to try to do uh, as quickly as possible. So, without further ado, I'm going to go add uh, some of the slides from uh, my coronavirus talk of uh, December 2021. So, almost a year ago, when Omicron had burst onto the scene, it was it was in South Africa first, and I I have a, a physician friend in South Africa, and he had experience with it for you know a full month or two before we ever got it here. And there was very little going on with it. And uh, so we had kind of a, you know, a clear view of what it was and was not. And uh, it wasn't doing anything in terms of, um, you know, real, uh, you know, I mean, everyone gets sick, I guess, with a cold, um, but not very sick at all. And it wasn't doing very much of anything. But, you know, nonetheless, there have been all kinds of restrictions. I'm in Massachusetts and I'm a physician and still here. Um, despite having a Republican government, we're going to flip over Democrats very shortly. Uh, masks are still required in all health facilities. Um, I, I think they're probably ignoring the mental health part, uh, both physicians and the patients, and kind of the personal interaction. I think it's you know an issue. I, if anybody has uh, you know the will to to write in, I'm going to do the same. Um, in our for our lame duck uh, governor, uh, the <laughs> not quite so brave Charlie Baker, um, but. Uh, you know, maybe maybe this thing can get pulled down uh, through one of his agencies and whatnot because it's really uh, well past due. Um, so these these are uh, there's a few intermixings, but th these are the slides I had um, back uh, a year ago. Um, so you know, uh, government and media. You know, Omicron is I don't think it's a great cartoon, but Omicron was not doing very very much, and you know they wanted product to do something. Um, I. Uh, had at the time, uh, one of these just kind of standard talks, 36 minutes. Uh, you can watch all my other ones. Um, it got pulled down. Uh, Thanksgiving thoughts. I, I could probably find it if you want to see what it was. Uh, medical misinformation. I, I don't really think that I have had any medical misinformation. misinformation. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily, you know, weigh in on, on everything. Some things I think are unknowable at any given moment. For instance, uh, you know, the medication treatments, ivermectin and, and HCQ, when they came up, um, I was arguing on a freedom basis that people should have the right to try uh, as they um, had for that right to try bill for, you know, cancer drugs when they um, had no other options. So at the time in the year when there are no other options uh, in 2020, uh, we were still waiting for a, vi a vaccine. I think it was perfectly reasonable to try medications. And even after that, uh, ditto, people, you know, have that right. It's their bodies and so forth, our bodies. Uh, anyway, so, so. Let's um, uh, let's move on. So the interesting thing is I, I've been doing these still. And recently I had uh, this gentleman over here uh, on my um, show. And uh, it was removed 
excuse me, I don't know why this is <laughs> flipping so much. Uh, sorry about that. It's dizzying. Um, it was removed from YouTube and also from Facebook. So it is on Twitter. I'll show you the link uh, shortly. Um, but, you know, he, he is treated in um, uh, the media and Wikipedia as a loon when he's not. I, I met him in Copenhagen at a uh, scientific freedom conference uh, last month and very interesting guy. He's a, a PhD in uh, history of science as well as, as psychology. And they kind of, in Wikipedia, they call him a parapsychologist as if he's like, you know, dealing with ghosts and so forth. Um, but he's really a historian of those uh, phenomena and the treatment and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we, clearly we have, you know, I don't know if you want to call it souls or spirits, but we don't necessarily react uh, the same way a computer does. And so there are ways that people are impressionable, uh, you know, whether hypnosis works or not. Uh, people have been, you know, kind of going down a lot of different kind of parapsychology uh, routes and so forth over the years. And he studies them. Um, but he had a study. He wrote an article uh, early on, I guess, uh, I guess into uh, 2021 uh, um, that uh, the vaccine, you know, there were there, there just numerically there were more um, uh, uh, potentially more dangers from the vaccine than from um, not the vaccine. Um, but anyway, I'm going to leave that aside for now because that's a whole another uh, hole, uh, rabbit hole to go down. Uh, this is I'm going to come back to this probably. There's some criticisms I got recently from an MD PhD that I know uh, about, you know, my minimizing Omicron. And this is just, a, you know, this is hot off the press. It's only a few days ago. And so I'm going to go to my article, maybe see if I can uh, transmit or translate some of these uh, criticisms, which I haven't responded to just yet. Uh, but basically, uh, you know, I, I'm minimizing uh, Omicron. And that's that's bad. It was bad then uh, when I got pulled down from YouTube. And it's uh, and it's bad now, I guess, as well. Uh, so this was one of the messages I got uh, from YouTube about my Thanksgiving video, I guess. Um, and uh, this is what I believe I wrote to um, YouTube uh, at the time, but I'm going to skip over this. So I'm just going to go over the slides. This is, again, our, our slides from December uh, 2021. Uh, I, I really love this one. I don't think Lisa uh, said it, but freedom is not a reward for, com for compliance. Uh, that's uh, how prisons work. And here we were in Israel, uh, and this is just kind of, um, you know, he wanted to do a social uh, score system, uh, advanced monitoring system, and he lost uh, the most recent election uh, just a few days ago to uh, uh, Bibi Netanyahu. So there are some repercussions and ramifications. Uh, there was, a you know, not a red wave, a red trickle, as it were, uh, but there were some ramifications here. Uh, the um, Congress was uh, lost to the Democrats. I don't know, you know, I, I would have hoped for, for more, uh, but I think there's some things that are residual to the electoral process from COVID-19. And I think some of the extension of the Emergency Use Authorization Act um, and keeping it in hand has a lot to do with the, the way that, you know, mail, ballots can be mailed out and essentially ultimately harvested through nursing homes and schools and uh, colleges and whatnot. Um, makes it very easy to, you know, have people go around and get people to vote. Um, whereas, you know, we used to have mail-in ballots, they're called absentee ballots, and you just had to request for it. You know, now they're kind of force-fed, um, a whole other story. Um, and this is, again, from uh, about a year ago. You know, the longer you comply uh, with their tyranny, the worse this is going to get. Uh, so I put this out. Um, it's about uh, the passports in Israel. Again, they lost their election. Uh, these are just some notes I had. I'll probably skip over this. Um, and about a year ago, you know, I talked about 
you know, obedience and conformity are the real virus. And, you know, getting people to do things without any good explanation is um, a problem. People are compliant and they want to go along with authority. And I, I have felt this myself. I've been in some groups um, where, you know, at, at uh, uh, religious services and uh, I'm at an investor uh, club and um, uh, sports club and so forth. When everybody's doing something, you kind of feel that you have to do it. Um, I was at a, uh, you know, kind of a joyous event, um, bar mitzvah, um, about two months ago, and they required masks. The, the sanctuary was, you know, 25, 30 feet high, and there was no real uh, issue going on, but everyone had to wear one. Uh, when they went to the, uh, the the reception where they're having some, you know, lunch and whatnot, everyone didn't wear one. <laughs> it was the same exact size room, the same exact people, and frankly, they were closer together. Um eating, but, but, you know, people do things and they do things because they're compliant and the people who rule, you know, that, that is their, that's their edge. Uh, so here, you know, we see some, some of the absurdities again, a year ago, uh, uh, you know, the people in the background who are younger, um, are less susceptible to having illness, um, from COVID and they have to wear the mask. It's kind of a, you know, you do it because we make you do it. Um, uh, this was, uh, Britain, um, England, um, and the Tory campaigners were crowded into a small room at the same time they were telling everyone to stay away. Uh, so just kind of the scorecard realm, um, Naftali Bennett lost and, uh, you know, Boris Johnson got overturned basically from this photograph and all the, the uh, flack from this. So, you know, there are ramifications. Um, uh, we serve pork, we do not serve sheep, so take off the stupid mask. Um, here's some of the secondary problems from all this COVID stuff. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more. This was kind of my own uh, query about the hand sanitizer, their danger. Um, all those people wore a mask while alone in the car, <laughs> the new outdoor seatbelt. Uh, so <laughs> I like this one. Remember when everyone uh, knew pro wrestling was fake and they finally admitted it and the fans didn't care and continued to watch anyway? I don't know. There's some aspect to this. I, I see young people all the time at the tennis club. Uh, it was indoors. And uh, this is, there's a swimming group there, a swimming instructor, and they're, they're young, uh, you know, 20s and 30s. And this one woman, I think she was probably 28 or so, um, you know, she's got a mask on. Uh, she's not near anybody, and she was had, taking her food out, and she's not sitting anybody. I was just waiting for, them, you know, to take the mask off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she'll survive. I hope so. Um, these are just some, uh, you know, things that people are trying to, uh, you know, make, have a wear mask, but have greater air circulation. So what's the point of a mask? Um, so, you know, not forcing you just taking away everything until you can send. So I think there's a word for that. Um, Harvey Weinstein, I think he's going to have his trial soon. Uh, but this was an item uh, back a year ago. Um, anyway, so, you know, people get angry when you when you challenge their fear bubble. Uh, I, I unfortunately I am one of those challenging people. <laughs> I mean, I'm challenged. Um, this is a basketball player last year, I think, wearing, you know, the, the mask, the chin bra variety. And this is Elvis uh, back in the day. So um, let's see if I can uh, get back to my reality here. So uh, that's just kind of a walk down uh, memory lane. Um, I'm going to uh, just kind of touch on a few other uh, items. Um, you know, I, I think we lose sight of the fact that uh, as bad as things have been here, uh, we've been relatively lucky. Uh, things were worse in some of the parliamentary systems, uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, 
you know, because when you have a parliamentary system, there is rule by the majority. Basically, it's a tyranny of the majority if, if things go bad. So I've always said that one of the uh, not necessarily good parts, but one of the instructive parts about COVID-19 is how sturdy is your government. It's kind of a stress test for the government and the uh, surroundings you have. Uh, we have federalism, so we have 50 different states. Uh, we have kind of separated our jurisdictions out and nobody takes as much power as they do, say, in an authoritarian place like uh, uh, PRC, whoops, PRC China. Um, and uh, that's probably what we're going to look at uh, right now. You may or not be aware that, um, may or may not be aware that uh, China has, you know, zero COVID policy. And this is contemporaneous. This is um, uh, happening right now as we speak. Um, I'm going to probably on the wrong um, piece here, but I'm going to just probably pull this up here. Um, whoops, I lost, I guess I lost it. Um, do, do, do. So, sorry about that. Um, so I, I, I assume you can see the video here. Uh, this is uh, protests in China as uh, zero COVID uh, curbs spark unrest. And there are loads of these people running through the streets and being chased by, by guys in white. Um, I think the BBC uh, has, uh, you know, pictures of trucks overturned and um, the videos, <laughs> I, I don't know what they're delivering, a TV or something like that. Uh, I, I know they have people literally locked down. They have these tall, tall buildings in China and they act, they're like vertical jails. Um, it's a, a crazy, uh, crazy system. So I recommend you, um, you know, search the word zero COVID um, because that is just, um, you know, craziness. This is some of the BBC, that same truck, you know, things overturned, people uh, running and riding in the street. You know, China does not want this. So people, you know, and, and Chinese are frankly like that experiment. They're very compliant for the most part. And uh, they kind of want to get along. They're not necessarily, you know, trained to stand out. And here people are doing it. This looks very Star Wars-ish. Um, I don't know. You know, you tell me. Um, God bless them. And I hope they are able to, um, you know, move along. Um, uh, so, you know, the cure for China, I don't want to give, you know, too much away here. Uh, but the cure for China is actually in... Uh, my article, you know, I, I don't have an inside uh, line to um, uh, G, um, but they could avoid a lot of this stuff if they just read the sage, uh, who is this guy, Dr. Randall Bach, you should meet him at some point, it's from the Daily Skeptic, uh, late September, but basically I could have written the article um, back uh, in, you know, a year ago, um, because I had the notes for this at the time, um, but, you know, the article, Basically, I think it's a great article. Um, not, it's not the best article on earth, but uh, the, the basic point is that that Omicron is is just, you know, coronaviruses have always been around. Omicron is not uh, in league with the SARS-CoV-2 or the uh, Greek letter, the earlier Greek letter, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, et cetera, uh, strains, um, and it's not really part of the SARS-CoV-2 tree. It's way out differently, um, and it's, it's much, much less dangerous, order of magnitude and more, um, um, more benign. And coronaviruses have always been common colds. Common colds have always included coronavirus. This, is, this slide's from, I think, 1998. Uh, actually, I think it's a little, from a little bit later. Uh, but te textbook says the same thing, um, that Omicron is basically uh, a common cold. 
Um, and people agree that that Omicron seems, you know, gen genomically an orphan, uh, unrelated to SARS-CoV-2. And so we have to, you know, basically get rid of the concept that we're supposed to worry about this thing. I don't know what China is up to. I mean, it's not maybe for me to, to know, um, but, you know, you take your, you, you know, you take your people and, and you, you lock them up, basically, uh, you know, you're going to have, you know, diminished economic flow, you're going to have unrest, and you can topple your own regime. And I think part of the, you know, problem with SARS-CoV-2 was, was SARS-CoV-1. It was just regular SARS in 2003. Uh, there's, it's not really been brought up very much, but, you know, there were riots in China at that time. The news, there was no Twitter and um, the news hadn't, maybe there was early Twitter, but the news hadn't really percolated out to the same extent that we have now. Um, and, and the Chinese were frightened about it. They did not, well, they have kind of an allergy to Tiananmen Square syndrome. And uh, when people were getting getting out and about, they, they were shunting them to the countryside and they were uh, closing things down. They were isolating people, as you can see. Um, and and there were some protests. People went to the streets just like this. And that, you know, they didn't want that again. And I think some of the, uh, I mean, they, they are secret about almost everything. Um, and some of the secretive aspects right now, I think, are because they were bruised from 2003 SARS and they but wanted to keep things under wraps. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a bizarre thing, but there are ramifications and repercussions uh, for uh, beating people. You know, sometimes that when they have a chance, they're going to go beat you back, uh, as we've seen in Israel, um, electorally and, uh, you know, Great Britain, um, so forth, where people uh, get their some of their revenge at the ballot box if they can. Uh, China, they can't do that. I have a friend right now who's in Hong Kong, uh, which used to be independent, uh, was given over to China. Uh, as part of a kind of a misbegotten deal. They, it's not the same regime they negotiated the uh, the 99-year lease with. Uh, so they negotiated with, I believe, a you know, Chinese emperor monarchy kind of thing, and they gave it to the Chinese Communist Party. They probably had no choice, the Great Britain, uh, the British, but, you know, they've left it. So I have a friend who's visiting there, and for the first, I don't know, three to five days, they can't leave the hotel. So they go to Hong Kong, and they got to sit in the hotel. So they're supposed to be there for meetings, and they can't meet with anybody. Uh, this is a huge drag on the economy and so forth. Anyway, um, so what else do I have tonight? Uh, I, I think not too, too, too much. Um, just uh, see if I, uh, you know, it, it's nice that, uh, you know, Alex Berenson is back on Twitter. So I recommend you go look at his feed. He's got some good stuff. Uh, this is a great 99 second, um, uh, you know, get you up to speed on Sam Bankman Freed. Um, and some people, you know, look at the similarity uh, uh, to some of the, well, I'm going to leave that out. I'm going to leave that kind of, I, I'm not an expert on this. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but anyway, just getting to my friend, Harold Wallach. Uh, this is his uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, you can find uh, my interview with him on Twitter. I recommend you listen to it and you tell me whether it should have been taken down from YouTube. Um, and I think probably going to leave it there for tonight. Uh, I have a little bit of a cold myself. Um, I just want to say this one thing about my cold. Uh, so um, my congregation, um, you know, somebody is not feeling well. And uh, he said, I can't believe it. I've done three COVID tests and they're all negative. <laughs> I mean, I wish him the best. And I hope he feels better. But, you know, people historically get sick. And before we had COVID tests, they got sick, they got better. 
you know, if, if you're going to be sicker, sicker logger, uh, yeah, go see a doctor and whatnot. Um, but really, we've kind of divorced, you know, we have this COVID test, we think that determines everything. But really, you know, these, whether it's COVID or anything else, whether influenza, you know, you can die just as easily from influenza or frankly, from, you know, a bad case of the common cold, if it turns into pneumonia and whatnot. But, you know, judge based on the symptoms, stop with the tests. I, I've had, you know, it's not, it's not a, a major blow to my body or, or um, lifestyle, but I can't tell you how many times in the last year I've had, you know, appointments or, or a tennis game or, um, you know, what, with somebody and it's like, oh, I can't make it. I, I turned positive. Uh, it's become kind of an excuse thing. There was a great, I don't watch Saturday Night Live, uh, but apparently somebody sent this to me. Uh, they did a fake commercial kind of thing. Uh, you know, basically COVID-19, it's the great excuse. It never stops giving. So people are like, oh my God, I'm going to take five days at home. And they're watching their Netflix and whatnot um, because of COVID-19. It's a little, I don't know if it's like that. I don't think people are avoiding me per se um, because there were other people inviting me for the tennis game and so forth. But um, people have, you know, disbanded their appointments because they turned positive. I'm like, well, do you feel sick? No. <laughs> you, you know, if you hadn't heard of this test, would you be out there? Of course, you know, but I don't want to do anything to you. It's like, you're not going to do anything to me. We're outside playing tennis. Like people need to get kind of a sense of uh, you know, rally, get a grip and whatnot. So things have kind of moved along. I'm happy to say um, in my little civic organization uh, world, and it's not to say I'm right or I won. I think people just kind of eventually figured it out that the war is over. They can come out of the bunkers and whatnot. Anyway, I hope you do the same. Uh, if you like this, please let me know, uh, pass it around, share it. If you have any topics uh, we can discuss in the near future, uh, I'd be happy to, to listen. I actually recommend and commend you to watch um, a video I had. I have another channel called Get Your Life Back on YouTube. And it's also on the, uh, excuse me, on Facebook. And I have, you know, it's on one of the, it's on my YouTube uh, stream as well. I had, a, I interviewed uh, an attorney, Jim Gottstein of psychrights.org. And it's not coronavirus, but, you know, he has a lot of skepticism about psychiatric medicines for schizophrenia. And I am... Uh, I have some experience, you know, treating and whatnot, minimal. Um, I give him some pushback, he said. Uh, I, I have some sympathies, hard to say, but I think it's a reasonable thing to watch because, you know, there are people, you know, there is there is money to be made. Um, you used to say, if you don't pay for Facebook or you don't pay for Twitter, then you're the product. Well, in, in medication, not quite the same way. In the medical world, not quite the same way, but in a certain sense, you know, it's not an open market. It's not like buying shoes and whatnot. You go and and something time, sometimes people are buying things for you, especially, especially in the psychiatric world. They're applying the medications to you. You're not necessarily hunting or shopping for these things. Um, I understand that there's some greater uh, good. Uh, you have to figure out, in schizophrenia's case, whether somebody's dangerous uh, before they can be, you know, kind of let out and whatnot. And, and treatment, you know, might be the way to go. Anyway, I leave that as an open topic. Uh, take a look at it if you like. Uh, please share this. Let me know. Blah, blah, blah. And what else? Uh, my book is, is uh, going to be published soon in Brazil. I'd like you, talking about you, I'd like you to go uh, buy a copy on Amazon and uh, read it. Uh, please give me a review, hopefully positive. Uh, this is the book, uh, Overturning Zika, and we're going to have a new cover in Brazil. Um, and I, I should be having an article uh, coming out soon. I've been working really hard as an explanation uh, for the whole Zika thing. So, you know, I hate to say it. But it's probably true. I am the world's number one Zika skeptic. Um, as far as that pandemic, I don't think anybody else has, has been, you know, just taken the time to dissect it. I have a lot of time and uh, this many pages. You know, I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff in here. Um, I've been updating it. 
I've got some new information and maybe I'll spend another broadcast if you're interested going over that. Anyway, have a good night. I hope you uh, uh, survive Omicron. And if not, uh, well, it was nice to, you know, while we had you. Anyway, uh, I'm teasing. I hope everyone does well. If you have health issues, uh, go see people. But I think Omicron at its anniversary and frankly, the day it came on the scene uh, was not all that dangerous. So have a great night. Thanks.